No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me. Not the headache, not the glaucoma, not the cancer, not the leukemia, not the arthritis, not the sorrow, not the sadness, not the prescription medication or the crack up my nose. No. Not my pride, not my anger, not my laziness, not my infidelity. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Look at somebody and say, why not? Now look right back at him and shout, because. Sit down anytime you want to. Okay, I'm from Houston, Kentucky. Forget to be. Cross out the B. Cross out and get it. No, and the E. Cross it out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why not? Cause. Shall cause. Shout the word. Shout the word. Shout the word. Be seated. The word Debar is a Hebrew word that finds its fulfillment. It finds its fulfillment and its application. Although it begins in Genesis chapter one. You with me? Did you get a page of scriptures? Give him a page of scriptures. Everybody take it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get through those tonight. There are 31 of them. Why aren't you shouting? Did you have something else to do tonight? Other than get healed and delivered and encouraged and blessed. Is anybody just really not in a hurry to get back out to hell? Anybody? Okay. Debar. Hebrew word. Is, is there a book in your Bible that talks about the Hebrew people? Is there? What's it called? Hebrews. It is located where in your Bible? It's in the New Covenant, isn't it? But it is written regarding the Hebrew people. Therefore, the word derivatives in the Greek out of the Septuagint were from the original Hebrew. Are you with me? So the word Debah begins all the way back in your Bible, all the way back, 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 back. Genesis. The book of beginnings, Genesis chapter one, verse one. In, don't, look, don't look for it on that sheet. Just lay the sheet aside. I'll get to it. I'm just adding these. Genesis chapter one, verse one. 
in the beginning, God. Okay, you, you can't go any further. You, you are now at a precipice. You are now at a strategic inflection point. You, you are now four words into your Bible and God stands at the end of his name and says to you, if you're going to come any closer, you'll have to come by faith. Because I have, says God, neither the time nor the inclination to trivialize with your finite intellect in the beginning God. Now if you get to the fifth word, you've already left the natural. And you have embarked upon a journey of faith launching out into the deep where there's nothing to stand on. You, at this moment, have become as God. Later on your Bible, your Bible will declare to you have the God kind of faith. The word of faith, another scripture. The word of faith, which we declare is nigh you, close, close. It is even in your heart and in your, say, mouth. You, at this precipice, at this strategic inflection point, are faced with a decision. Which way will you go? Because the next word is created. Not to take something that is dismantled and put it back together again. We do understand that through the cross, he is holding all things together. Hear me now. Hear me now. God says to you, I came from nowhere because I feel all in all. So where would I come from? I came from, I don't know, I wanna, I wanna shout right now. What I wanna shout is, I'm talking about your God. No, 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 this is not philosophy class. This is not psychology class. This is not, let me share a few little words of psychobabble with you, with a few scriptures thrown in to cause you to feel better about yourself. You're about to feel better about yourself because what you're about to find out is you're dead. And the life that you now live, you live by the faith of the Son of God. By faith, God created. He made something out of nothing. Did he not? He stood on nothing. He came from nowhere. And having come from nowhere, he stood on nothing.
And you think he's concerned about the scandals in Washington, D.C.? Or your latest doctor's report? He stood on nothing. Not this very moment. Through the blood of his cross, according to the book of Colossians, he is holding all things together by the power of his word. Word. Debar. Word. Hear me now. Stood on nothing. Came from nowhere. Declare. Light be. And no one argued. What name by there? He reached into that darkened ebony abyss, took hold of what was not there, and extracted. Job said, hung it on nothing. How did he do it? How does he do it? He said, how, how did he create? He said, light be. And at 186,000 miles a second, expanding against itself exponentially in every direction, light is. I don't know what kind of weak knee, effeminate. God, your servant. Now watch, I declared to you that at that moment, at the strategic inflection point, you become like him. God scooped down and out of the red cold clay of earth he sculpted a human person. Lifted him up and breathed. Everybody just, it doesn't matter if you had garlic today. It doesn't matter. Come on. And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life Job said there is a breath in man it is the spirit of almighty that gives him understanding he breathed into him and man became a living soul listen to me he said God said, would you verbalize that with me God said Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Let us make man in our image. Imagio Dei. In the image and likeness, a reflected image of me. God. And then later he says, have the God kind of faith. Faith that creates something out of nothing. How? How will no weapon formed against me prosper? I told you because. Because you think of words only as a thought communicator. Can I try again? 
You think of words as thoughts communicated. That is a humanistic, natural interpretation of your English word, W-O-R-D. That's not what God, that's not what God did. When God said, he found a container through which he could deliver creative capability to cause something that was not to be. Why cause? Be, say it. Say it. Say it. Shout it. Shout it. He caused something to be that was not. Why? How? Because. Stay with me. Because in the economy of the God you serve, not this watered down little religious philosophy to soothe one's conscience and feel a little bit better about themselves. Now, I'm, not, I'm not against you feeling better about yourself. I'm all for it. I just want you to get there the right way. And the right way is when you realize that he has caused you to be born again. I, Rod Person, my father is James, my mother is Ellen. I am not the sum total of James and Ellen. That gave me two-thirds of who I am. But not the best third. Because that which is born of flesh is flesh. But that which is born of spirit is spirit. I am, can I hurry? No. She looked at me like, no. She's like, no. You are born by the incorruptible word of God. Now we talk about God being your daddy. God. Tell your neighbor, who's your daddy? I feel like you've left me. You are born, say, I am born, I am born. of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Lisa had a beautiful baby girl named Reagan. She could not have that baby by herself because she had the female component called an egg. Germaine 
had the male component called the seed. Oh, I wish I had a month. A seed. The egg of the female, what? Is not dead. It is in fact alive, yet abiding in a state of death. When that cycle goes around, that egg makes its way, and that fallopian tube. It's looking for something. It's looking to receive a seed. You are before you are born again exactly the same. You are, they are, don't get, don't get angry with them. They are the walking dead. When the word with its creative capability touched your human spirit a concept a conception occurred and you became a new creature why? because God's words are not simply a thought communicated. His words become the because. David, with his peach fuzz little face and his aroma of sheep, walked out to the battlefield. Why? Because. Stay with me. Okay, I'll give you the rest of it next week. Because. Please don't think he wanted to. Stand here. Why did David go? Because. Something was pushing him. And something is about to push Every burden and sickness and care and blight and defeat and dishonor and infidelity and insecurity and worry out of your life. Why? Be 
David, his family, his brothers, Saul, the king of Israel. David, you naughty. I just love that word. You naughty little boy. Why are you here? You do remember young David's response. Is there not, because you know what he's saying? I don't want to be here, but something is pushing me. Something is compelling me. Somehow or another, I got a hold of something that won't let me go. Jerry Clower. Anybody? Three people. Three white people. Jerry Clower. What? The mouth of the south. Jerry Clower was out raccoon hunting and got up in a tree. And that raccoon jumped right on his back. He went to scream. His buddies down at the bottom of the tree yelled up in those branches. Hey, Jerry. Whoa. You want us to? Come up there and help you hold him. Lord Jerry said, no, I want you to come help me let him go. Some of y'all need to learn to let go of what's pushing. He says dream. He says believe. He says hope. He says hold on. He says shout. You say cry. need to help you right somebody jump up on your feet right now jump 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 all I want you to do is say don't cry speak 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 now give him both So in the beginning, God. So John 1, verse 1, in the beginning was what? 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 And the word was with God. And the word was God. Yes? It means nothing to us. It's rhetoric. It sounds great. It won't help you live tomorrow. In the beginning was the word. Well, that's cool. I wasn't there. <laughs> the word was with God. Great. How's it going to help me? And the Word was God. Okay, so we're right back where we started. Except 13 verses later. Verse 14. Matching in three perfect couplets. And the Word became flesh. The Word was God. The word became, became, why? Because flesh and the word 
was with God, 14, and dwelt among us. And the word was God. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten Son of God, full of grace. And glory. So he became because. Maybe you missed it. The cause is a word, but not a thought communicated, a dabar, D-A-B-A-R, a dabar. Now we are taking the original Hebrew word, we're moving it over into the new covenant where the word... what is what the cause a cause is something that makes something else happen when you dig into the word debar you find that it does not describe a thing. That's what your words do. That's, you communicate that way. A thought community. A debar is completely different in that a debar does not speak about the thing. A debar is the thing. The word because becomes the thing. If God's word is simply a thought communicated, when he said light be, who was he talking to? He did not talk to communicate a thought. He spoke to create. Can God lie? Why? Why? It's all right. Just speak it out. He, he, he cannot lie. Why? Because. He, he, what? Because when he says it, it becomes true. Exactly. Be, what the good doctor said. Did you hear him? He's a Georgia peach, isn't he? And you plucked him plum off a tree. My wife told me to stop doing that. She said it's not cool. And then I said, well, okay, so I'll do this. She said, that's worse. <laughs> she said, you're too old for that. I said, yeah, but I have blue shoestrings. Yep. <laughs> you ready to go home? Are you getting it? Yes. Are you getting it? Yes. When Jesus said, woman, you are, the actual translation is, have been, you have been loose. She wasn't. She was still bent. 
looking sideways. So did he lie? Absolutely not because he can't lie. Why? Because whatever he says becomes the reality. Your perception is not his reality. Now, wait a minute. I said, you became like him. Why? Because. Look at your name and say, I'm healed right now. Now say, why? Answer them. I said, you became like him, operating with a spoken word. Now, someone would say, all right, Debar, that is rhema. That's when logos becomes rhema. Not so. It is the combination of both Greek terms. The spoken word and the living word. Why? Because. Once you speak it, it lives. I dare you to touch two people right now and tell me it's alive. I said it's alive. This is a living word. This is not a dead word. This is not a de decaying word. This is not a decrepit word. This is a living, life-giving, breathing, moving, tangible, powerful, creative word. Shout, I am healed! Now! Why? Oh yeah, but pastor, that was God. So God sent Jesus. I told you that the word Debar begins in the first book of your Bible. It fulfills its culmination in the incarnation when the word manifested in the flesh. He came to show you how to do it. In the middle of the storm where he had declared, let us go to the other side. Went down, laid his head on the pillow. Dr. Oral Roberts preached about it the last time he was in this pulpit. Went down, laid his head in that pillow. Storm came. They woke him up. Master, don't you care that we perish? So he spoke to the wind and created calm. One word. Watch what he did not do. Call his three prayer partners. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's got his disciples there. He did not call a midnight prayer meeting and keep the neighbors awake screaming. He didn't fast. He didn't call for Brother Benny. He's my good friend. To lay hands on him. He simply created through call. How did he do it? I was in the hospital not long ago visiting a wonderful person who was succumbing to cancer. 
And when I walked in the room, something came on me. And I looked at them and I said, when's the last time you talked to instead of about cancer? Well, Brother Rod, do you really believe that has an effect? The children of Israel were coming out of Egypt and desiring to go into the promised land. They began to murmur and complain. What does that mean? God said, I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to bring you out with a mighty right arm. I am going to take you into a land that flows with milk and honey. He said it. He said it. And the moment they saw, perceived something contrary to what they had been, watch, communicating. They're stuck on the communication. You said that they did not understand that he had by cause created where they were going. Their perception was they weren't going to get there. They had been led with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. Now they are standing by Pihiroth and Migdal over by Beelzephon by the sea. And they are murmuring again. And God said to Moses, when Moses went and began to cry out to God on the people's behalf, God said to him, why are you crying to me? Speak and go forward. Would you just look at somebody next to you down your revelatory nose and tell them stop crying and start speaking. It's time to move forward. Give God praise. Give him glory. I said give him praise and give him glory. I didn't say patty cake. Shout I have the debar of God. I have the word of the Lord in me now. Jesus is in me now. The word manifested is in me now. We started off this whole business five weeks ago with Psalm 107 verse 20. He's he sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from all their destruction. You have that word right now. I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna give it to you tonight except to mention to you that God speaks to them very plainly and says, the reason you didn't enter what my word caused to be in effect for you was because I heard what you said. Oh, shouldn't have ended on that. You talk about your weight condition. You call sugar diabetes my sugar diabetes. You talk about migraines by saying my headaches. And God says, why do you have headaches? Because you caused them. And if you caused them, 
you can cancel them. Well, I'm getting old. Don't we know it? I'm tired. You mean you're weary or you've got black stuff all over you from the road? Why are you not entering into rest? Because. Why are you not filled with joy? Because. Why has your hope been extinguished? Because. What are you causing? What are you causing? The power of life and death is in your tongue. And we want to act like we want God to hear us the minute we cry out for him to heal us of cancer. And he heard every other word you said this week. Why have you not entered in? Because I heard what you said. Now I'm going to get into some stuff. And I'm going to show you that legally, God is legally required to give you what you cause. Legally required to give you what you cause. Now, you, see, you see how folks are here? Everybody's looking at me right now like, oh, gee. So you're, always, you're always thinking negative. I'm going to try again. See if you can go and get it over on the other side of your brain. God is legally obligated to give you what you cause. Uh, my cousin, first cousin, 1969, was dying from leukemia, form of leukemia called Hodgkin's disease. We'd gone to church all our life and unfortunately didn't know anything about living according to the precepts of God's word. We were, we were saved and waiting to go to heaven and pretty miserable in between. Amen. She was dying. We heard about Catherine Kuhlman and the gift that God had given her. She was at a church here in Columbus, and my family got my cousin out of the hospital and took her there, laying on a pallet. My mother and aunt were standing beside her, my mother closest to the aisle. Sister Kuhlman walked out and waded out into those many thousands and said, I believe in miracles. And my mother being a good Baptist mother and my aunt being a good Baptist aunt began to cry out to God, oh God, oh God, would you please, God, if it's your will, God. And Catherine pointed that little thin finger at my mother and said, don't beg. When she pointed that finger, my mother ended up four rows back, a good Baptist woman, underneath the pew. Jesus heals today many ways. The primary way that he heals is for you to cause your healing. Don't cry. Speak. Lay your hands on your heart. That's the altar of God. And I haven't taught you tonight about the laying on of hands. I haven't taught you about anointing with oil. I have taught you not about the gifts of healings. 
I've taught you to cause your healing. God told Moses, don't cry, speak. And the next thing he said, stretch out that rod. What does he say? Lift up that anointing, your anointing. Not someone else, the one I placed in your life. Take hold of that anointing now and declare the decree of the Lord. Speak the law of the Lord. God is obligated to back your words. Now say this with me. No weapon formed against me, spirit, soul, nor body, has a right to remain. It will not, it will not prosper against me. In the name of Jesus and according to his word, I cause you now to go by the word of the living Christ. He sent this word and healed me. And I declare, I am healed. Now cause it. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.